I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Rose and Shine podcast, featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. Good morning. This is Victoria sending from Stockholm. Good morning. This is Josephine from outside of Stockholm, Lindalen. <laughs> yes. So this very episode is called Keep Calm and Enjoy Your Work. But really, how to manage and to do time management in today's busy world. Yeah, and this is a topic that's really close to your heart and that you work a lot with yeah um so uh almost it'll be almost a mini interview of some of your best tips and ideas for how to manage your time yeah and i think it's uh more and more important increasingly so and also now it's springtime people are super busy because all the things that they need to complete before going on holidays and it's just a hectic period so hopefully we'll give you a little bit of insights, inspirations, and ideas on how to stay sane and be ready in time for summer, right? Absolutely. (laughs) But before we go there, I mean, so since we last spoke, I mean, last time we recorded, really, I had this hunch. I'm like, Josephine, we need to record now because (laughs) I think this baby's coming anytime. And he came Within 24 hours of that recording, right? Yes, he came indeed. Yeah, I was sitting on the Pilates bowl last time we spoke and (laughs) I had all of these little secret tips and tricks for to try to get it all started um, because I was four days overdue when we spoke or three days overdue. And no, he came, um, I think we recorded sometime midday and, and then the morning of the, so yeah, the next morning he, he arrived, he was out. Um, and now I'm sitting here with him uh, recording this episode and it's all really, really lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bundle of joy, four kilos now, right? Yeah, he should be almost four kilos, 3.6 when he came out. And I had been worried the whole pregnancy that he was going to be this massive baby because they were terrifying me in Colombia saying <laughs> that he looked so big on the ultrasounds and, you know... But for our family, that's uh, that's a pretty small baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, wow. Um, so that was good, not enormous, but a, a, a good little size. And uh, yeah, no, it's all of this, you know, it's this wonderful, overwhelming, lovely time where all of your feelings are 
kind of your heart is like outside of your body. In, in yeah, if you listen of... carefully, you might even hear him now. I can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So it's uh, it's really lovely, and uh, and he's here, which is the best part. And he was here to celebrate Easter with us as well, and which was everything I was hoping for. So couldn't be better. Yeah, I'm a very proud auntie. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, you kept busy as well, though, uh, during this time. Yeah, for sure. It's been, uh, I, I feel I say this every episode, but I guess this past six months have you been do, busy but as you ever. are busy. Yes, yes. So I guess I'm just enjoying busy. I like it. <laughs> but I've been uh, a lot in the US. Oh, hi there. <laughs> so I've been a lot in, in, in the US uh, this past uh, couple of months and uh, on this last trip actually my husband Andreas joined as well which was super nice and to spend a little bit of time together and that was really great and I think one of the most fun experiences was that I looked up uh, this yoga studio because I thought let's just do something different because at night you're uh, we try to stay away from the jet lag by going to bed quite early and everything so I suggested to Andreas that let's go and do some yoga. And I mean, normally he doesn't come with me ever in Sweden. <laughs> but now I'm like, so I've signed us up and I've paid for it and that's it. Yeah. So uh, we went to this yoga and it was so funny because it was a complete different experience from yoga Right in Stockholm and in Sweden, well, maybe it's particular in Stockholm, everyone comes into the yoga studio and it's very quiet and you lay down in Savasana on your mat and, you know, being present, being focused, but quite introverted. Yeah. And then we came to this yoga studio and everyone was like super chatty and discussing <laughs> dating apps and within like, three minutes everyone knew that me and Andreas were from Sweden and <laughs> they were discussing and he being the only male in the room they were discussing dating apps with him <laughs> and it was just like it was so funny completely different energy and still great you know and the actually the yoga instructor had a similar playlist like the ones we do enjoy and the one I have for my session so it was great. Oh, that's yeah, super it cool. It was fun. And we're, I mean, we were joking over the over the Easter table that, you know, part of our, or our family fits quite well into that more chatty, yeah. <laughs> more chatty yeah. um, American yeah. openness, you know, yeah, uh, compared to the more introverted way that we might do it here. But actually, that was quite funny. So we're spending all of this time here now in Sweden, of course, which is lovely. And, and the sun has just started to come out. Yeah. And and the the weather has been absolutely beautiful. And Steve was commenting on how, you know, he was just looking at Swedes walking around in our little town or North shopping the other day, just standing with their faces towards the sun. <laughs> Comparing them to like white walkers, to like it looked like people coming out from the dead, completely pale and just standing there and like in the middle of the street. And it's so funny because it's so true. Yeah. It's exactly how we yeah. work. We kind of lock ourselves in for half of the year and then it's like sunshine. Yeah. It's a magical it's time though. I love this period when the sun is out and you're like, yeah, I do love enjoying being here and that's great. 
I feel so one with nature because it's all of this, like everything is waking up and now we're, you know, out here in the countryside and it's the birds and it's the animals. And, and now I have a little spring baby. Yeah. So it feels really <laughs> like we're we're attuned. Ah, oh, that's so nice. Mm. But so anyway, this, this episode that we're taking <laughs> you through, <laughs> that we're going to talk about, we thought we'd do in two sections and you can listen at them separately or... Just one of them. But this one is more focused on how you do time management in your work life. And then we'll discuss later if there is an idea of, of doing it also in your private life. But that's going to be the next episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you work with this and mm -hmm. you are basically helping uh, people and companies and organizations to really excel and really uh, benefit from planning and organizing their time better. For sure. So definitely for anyone who wants to read up more on this, I would recommend what's been a great source of inspiration for me is the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, or even the book, The Five Choices, because you'll get much more in-depth there if you want to read up more on it afterwards. But those are the, the main sources that we use. But I think in general, it's important to understand that when we started, and I remember my my first job as an operational trainer in Hilton, Brussels, back in the 90s, it was really like time management was like, okay, how can you move around your things in a day to be more effective? Mm -hmm. And now that's not the reality any longer because there's so many things going on and the speed of things happening And, and all these great things that you could be filling your day. It's not just about moving them around and doing them at different timings. It's also a lot about the choices that you make. You actually need to choose to do certain things and you need to choose not to do certain things. And those things can be great, super good things, but still they will not fit into a normal day, most mm. likely. So prioritization, that's what we're talking about? Or yeah. is it different? No. Prioritization, but prioritization is like what's most important. So in which order shall I do this? Mm -hmm. But this is more like, all right, actually, I'm going to cut out good things and not do them at all. Mm. So where do you start? Because time management is such a huge topic. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think we all want to manage our time um, more, if, or many of us want to manage it more efficiently. So where, where do we start? I mean, I, I think the key is to really, first of all, identify, and we've spoken about this in, in other episodes as well, but mm. what really matters to you? Revisit what are your goals? What will make a difference? How are you going to contribute? So if we look first, you know, as we said in this episode, towards work life, where you're at right now in your position, go back and check those goals. And it makes sense. Most people are like, yeah, I know what I'm all about. But actually, I would say, stop for a moment, rethink, revisit. Uh, does it make sense? Is it realistic? Talk to your boss, set a target for yourself. Maybe you have this big yearly targets, break them down. Now, if you're listening and it's spring, okay, so what are the things that you want to achieve before you go on summer holidays? And I know in some countries, summer holidays is a week or two. In 
other countries like Sweden, we love to go for like a month vacation. So depending on where you are, but, you know, set a goal that is not too far away and decide for yourself, what is that that's going to make the biggest difference to me in my career and in this job that I am right mm. now? Yeah, that's that's really important. And one thing that that would, you know, make makes it difficult sometimes to... Um, to really set or really work on your time management is that all of these urgent things seems to come up all the time. Yeah. And you have some techniques how to not let the urgent uh, take over your life, right? Well, I mean, we, we do look at, at two things and, and this is why it's so important to define what's going to make a difference for you because we do look at what's urgent and what's important mm. and they are not necessarily the same thing. Sometimes they are, you know, certain things will be both urgent and important, but we have a tendency of kind of being junkies to these urgencies and sort of being trained on when things are urgent, they are also important. Mm. But can you give an example? Well, you know, for example, you'll get an email from your boss that says something like, oh, I need help with this. And you automatically will think, okay, it's from my boss and it's an email and it came. So I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to do that right now. Whilst if you would sort of think back and say, well, actually, I'm working on this really important strategy plan or setting the budget or preparing this project that I'm working on right now. So this email, whilst I need to reply back to my boss, I don't necessarily need to do it right now in this moment. Mm. And and the fact is that this we also know from lots of research, every time you kind of leave something that you're working on, that you're being distracted, maybe by an email that pops up on your phone or a little, ding, you know, you should never have those notifications going on. Because they will make you lose so much time and speed and focus and concentration on where you're at. I read yesterday that um, in, in our biggest Swedish newspaper that on average you lose 25 minutes. It takes 25 minutes yeah. from a distraction from colleagues yeah. at work to get back into what you were doing. Yeah, for sure. And that's so important to be aware of. And we think that we are really great because we're online and we're being really efficient because we can reply back so quickly but as a matter of fact that's actually destroying our productivity so it's almost like schedule times and if you are in a job where it's important that you answer fairly quickly to certain messages you know set times like once it's an hour that's when I'm going to go in and check my mails mm. and, and you're in charge of that yeah and so, the problem I think is that we're it's a bit addictive. I mean, I, yeah. I'll speak for myself, but it's it's quite, it can also be easier to answer the email of your boss or, or do that little task. And we feel good about ourselves because we checked something off. I think um, we're going to do an entirely episode on its own on that specific topic because mm. that, as I've just read up a lot on that lately. Mm. And it's actually, it's overwhelming. It's surprising to see how addicted we are to all these little pop-ups uh, in to our life mm -hmm. and how much they actually destroy our productivity. Yeah. So if we start from what can you do to get better and to get a little bit more structure in your life, the key thing is, first of all, identify what is it that would make a difference if I achieved this, what would that be? And then distinguish between what's urgent and what's important. 
and certain things are urgent and certain jobs and positions will have lots of urgencies. And then you need to schedule. So you leave room for these urgencies if you know that that's a natural tendency. But the more time you can spend on working on what's important, you actually prepare and create, you know, you're making the urgencies a little bit redundant because you're being more proactive, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I was reading, um, I referred to this before, Tools of Titans, uh, Tim Ferriss' book, where he interviews successful people. And um, a lot of these people seem to set away time in the morning where they are uninterrupted, where they don't check emails, where they're not influenced uh, by outside factors in order to focus on what they have decided is the most important thing that they need to do, whether that is writing or their creative space and yeah and and i and i find that super useful and still incredibly hard <laughs> to make that happen yeah but you need to know i i think a lot of people agree with you that it's hard to make that happen so you need to really have that meeting with yourself and realize why is this so important why does this matter so much to me to have this time and i do the same i call it q2 because that's from the time matrix so things that are important and not necessarily urgent and i put aside a few hours i try for every day but at least some really good blocks each week Mm -hmm. that are when there are times when i do work not just being in meetings and, and doing other things but where i'm actually working on all these important projects that aren't necessarily urgent. And and really, this kind of starting point, if I coach leaders on this, we start by, by looking at what's really important to them, what's really going to make a difference. And then what we do is that we go back to the previous weeks and we go through the calendar and said, what did it look like in reality? Mm. So that is something I could just advise anyone listening to this and wanting to get go back and revisit your past weeks and and see how did you actually spend your time what did you actually do and that's for many a great eye-opener and do you measure that then against what you have achieved as well or yeah so look at because that's what you'll you'll see what, what did you achieve I also ask people to look at what meetings were really productive? Why were they productive? When did you achieve? Look at your body clock. When did you have great meetings? Were they in the morning, in the afternoon? Okay, so and once you've identified where you where you want to go and, and where the big goals are and you have a little bit of a better understanding of the urgent and important and that they're not always the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which can be hard sometimes, but but really an eye-opener once you look at it. And what do you what do you do then? What, what would you recommend? Well, here comes the, the key skill or the key activity to do, I, I would say, and that's to do a proper weekly planning. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? So a weekly planning, that's something that you do ahead of the week, and this is something I've been doing for the past 15 years, and that's made all the difference for me. So me personally, when I do the weekly planning, it's on the Thursday afternoon, you know, for the following week. And I actually, I usually do the following week and the week after because things tend to come, you know, further and further ahead so that I double check two weeks ahead as well. 
And I do it on the Thursday afternoon because usually when I then look into next week and say, oh, goodness, that was that very important meeting coming up mm. or this needs to change or, or actually I haven't prepared for that or maybe I want to change something. I have the Friday to fix it so that I don't come like on Monday morning, like, you know, then it's too late. Then I'm just in it and it's just to be happy with it. So that's like a recurring activity that I have every Thursday afternoon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And how do you uh, know what to put in and how do you prioritize? I mean, obviously, you know what to put in in terms of meetings and so on. But how do you then prioritize? Well, I think it's interesting that you said that because I think that that's a very common mistake that people do. They only put in the meetings that they have in Mm. their calendar. And then it kind of looks like the week is okay, that there's still lots of space to do other things. And I think... That's a challenge because then when all these things that appear urgent comes to you, you you look at your calendar and yeah, you can fit it in. But actually what you do is then you prioritize the urgent ahead of the important because you're like not super clear on what exactly it is that you're going to do. So apart from scheduling the meetings, if I I know I have certain meetings, I know I'm going to walk away from that meeting with more things to do. So then I schedule time immediately after that meeting to do those things. That's, mm. y- y- I'm sure, don't you have that? You know a meeting with maybe your boss or with a team meeting that you know there will always be something that you will follow up or even like a client meeting. Yeah, I mean, ideally, that's the meaning of the meeting, that it leads to something, <laughs> to action, right? <laughs> exactly. It leads to yeah. action. And you might not be able to do it during the meeting itself, which in a sense, I think certain meetings could be more action oriented and not just talk, 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 but more like specific. Yeah. But so schedule that immediately because you know that that's something that you need to do. Mm. Also, when you go for meetings that you're having, you should come prepared because then you'll get the most out of the meeting. So if you have that meeting 
scheduled time when you will be preparing ahead of the meeting so that you come there ready to go and get the most out of that meeting. Yeah, no, and I think that's really smart. Of course, the preparing is, is super important, but the scheduling after, I don't know if I normally do that. And I felt like, especially at the UN headquarters, you run around and you have a meeting and then it's immediately a next meeting. Yeah. And uh, it's very, very kind of um, hectic and, and new topics. And, and uh, yeah, you need to schedule a bit of time to actually make it happen because otherwise when you revisit it, it takes a lot longer time, obviously. To dig into it again. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're out of the loop and you start to check some emails that came in and you kind of forget what it was that you were going to really do. So schedule that. Also, what you're saying now, it's exactly what it looks like for so many people. We're running from meeting to meeting to meeting. So challenge yourself. It's so easy to always put that 60-minute meeting, mm. 60 minutes or two hours, and say, could we do that meeting in 45 minutes? And then you have those 15 minutes afterwards to sort of fix things or go even between the meetings. Because mm. if you look at some people's agendas, it's it's almost, you know, in advance that it's going to be impossible to be in time on the meetings, to be tuned in. Yeah, I think I think there's um, this idea that meetings are an hour long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a wrong idea. And I think when, especially if you start working as a consultant or, you know, where... For your time, you can only actually charge for the work that you're doing. Yeah. It becomes really real that, you know, meetings certainly do not have to be an hour long. And you could be much clearer to people. With, a lot of people would seek out, especially when I was working in Myanmar, and, you know, seek you out for informational type meetings, which could be good for building your network as well. Yeah. And they're not bad necessarily. But limit the time, you know, say I have 30 minutes. Yeah. I think we could do an entire episode on, on meetings alone, but that's that's a key effective, you know, trigger point. Also, because if you make the meeting shorter, it requires people to be better prepared. Yeah. It requires the host to be, and, and that's another thing. Ask yourself, do I need to be in this meeting and how will I contribute? And ask yourself and ask the person who's invited you to the meeting. Mm. I also try to think as a leader, okay, how effective am I, you know, now I'm taking time from my team members coming into this meeting, maybe making sure that I have a 10 minute break ahead of the meeting to just get my focus back, uh, be ready so that I use that time that I'm asking people to put in in the best possible way. Yeah. So for your weekly planning, when you sit down on your Thursday, and mm -hmm. I, I started to do this for a while yeah. where I kind of try to color code everything and have these different time slots. Yeah. For me, that became quite messy and didn't really work out necessarily part of it. But can you just kind of say how that works for you? And also, if there are any tools that you recommend to use? Well, I mean, first of all, I think it's a skill. So don't, you know, don't worry if it doesn't work at first. Practice makes perfect. So give it a little bit of time. I do color code. So for the different roles that I have, like a facilitator, I'm facilitating something, it's yellow. And that means I look in the calendar and see, oh, there's lots of facilitation going on in the next coming weeks. Then I know that I need preparation time for that, which has another color, which would be a typical thing that is important. And if you do it in 
time, it's not going to be urgent. Mm -hmm. But but if of course, if you sit the night before your workshop at midnight and then going through things, it's pretty urgent. Yeah. So like if I'm looking at next week and I know that the week after I have lots of workshops, I will schedule time next week to prepare for those workshops, mm. which isn't necessarily meeting with anyone else but me. So that would go into my calendar to avoid me having a crazy week the week after. Mm-hmm. And also realizing that that's really important that I go out there and make this great workshop for this team. So I need to prepare. And then when other urgent things come my way, I actually have sort of identified, helped my brain realize that this is really super important. It's just not something nice to have, but it matters. So that's what I do. I color code for the different roles that I have. I put in time for doing actual work, even if it's just for me doing it. So not only having meetings in there. And um, yeah, I also consider, you know, if I know it's going to be a busy week, maybe I'll decide in advance that, okay, let's make Tuesday night a late night and a night where I agree with uh, my husband that, okay, I'm going to work late that night and he'll be in charge at home. And then maybe he'll do the same on Thursday night. And we kind of split that up. And then I know that that evening I can work for as long as it takes if that helps. And that's actually something that our mom taught me a long time ago to do. Mm. And it's it's a really good thing. Super. Yeah. So that's the weekly planning tool. And mm-hmm. I already kind of picture this beautiful color-coded uh, uh, schedule that yeah. all of us will start <laughs> doing after this call yeah. or after this um episode but what about um in the day both of you and i speak a lot about our daily rituals yeah. and how important that is so how do you get the daily planning in there what would you say well i i guess you don't necessarily do daily planning because you've already done your plan but it's a perfect time i do it usually first actually still sort of in bed or in the sofa at home when i do a little bit of meditation and kind of setting the big intentions for the day Uh, so that's both looking at private and work and then when I come to work and or even if I it's just upstairs in in the office Mm -hmm. and I open up the computer I make my priorities so and here's a key trick and it's so easy to get into the trap that you open up the computer and the first thing you do is that you open up your email And then there is some urgent email and you get stuck into it or something that came from somewhere and you lose track of what was your key priority for this day, actually. Mm. And I would probably even say like you did on the on the Thursday afternoon for the week that it's quite nice to actually do it the last thing you do before you go home. Yeah. To set the daily priorities for the next day yeah. in order to not just open up the email and, and be overwhelmed, but have a list. Yeah, quite a few people do that. And I know that works very well for them. For me, I really love that feeling of setting up that new day. Mm. And I'm making sure that when I open, I use Outlook a lot, that I open the calendar before I open the email Mm. and sort of look at, okay, so setting my intention, where am I going? (laughs) What's going to happen now? And then sort of just prioritize all the different things. Mm -hmm. And I think so that's the daily. And then I would add throughout your day, if you have a really hectic schedule, make sure that you leave a little bit of space 
just maybe if that's that walk and talk meeting with the colleague or if it's that 10 minutes going up and down and do something different maybe some squats <laughs> you know but but something that gives you a little bit of a mental break so that you can go in with renewed focus and and energy for your next assignment yeah and and maybe also something that inspires you yeah if it's a day you know where there's more kind of a <laughs> heavy lifting to be done yeah uh, not every day is you know the most inspiring day but then add a little bit of um, input that can inspire you and, and keep you motivated yeah and make sure you know that a day like that that you have lunch with one of those colleagues that gives you lots of energy so you know that that will be an energy boost for the rest of the day as well or listen to one of our podcast episodes yeah <laughs> when you have a nice walk and doing 100 squats <laughs> <laughs> exactly no but i think i hope everyone i find it really useful and speaking to you with all of this expertise on this topic and and hopefully this is um, a little bit of inspiration for people and how they how they can manage their time Um, more effectively yeah and I think in so next episode we will talk about the same topic but how you can put it into your private life which for many it's quite weird you know do we want to do planning really for private stuff as well but let's talk about the pros and cons about that sounds fantastic have a lovely uh, week everybody bye bye Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 